Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. Friends, it's a joy to have you with us on the podcast and the radio broadcast, wherever you may be listening. We're glad to have you on board. We would certainly love to hear from you. So would you take a few moments and just shoot me an email? The email address for Hope Along the Journey is hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. That's very easy, hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. We'd just love to hear from you. Secondly, we'd love to have you on our email mailing list so that once a month we can send you our monthly newsletter. We just started this a couple of months ago, and we're really excited about it. And if you would like to know what's going on, uh, not only in my life, but more importantly, with the Hope Along the Journey ministry, we'd love to have you sign up. So here's how you do it. Go to the website at hopealongthejourney.org. Again, very simple, hopealongthejourney.org. And if you'll pause at the opening screen in just a matter of moments, a little screen will pop up that'll say, stay in touch. When that screen pops up, if you'll enter your email, we will get you on the newsletter and you'll start receiving that Hope Along the Journey newsletter. Again, thank you so much. We do appreciate your listenership. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts by any chance, would you give us a five-star rating and, and leave a little note? That would be much appreciated and would also help us to push the podcast out even more. Well, today we have a great guest with us here by way of Zoom, and that is Wendy Wallace. Wendy, welcome to Hope Along the Journey. Thanks, Mark. I am so excited to be here with you today. Yeah, you look really comfy there in that recliner. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I... I've got my coffee in hand, and and so I guess is that okay if I drink my coffee? I'll I'll hit the mute Absolutely. so I don't slurp. Okay, I will hit the right. mute button. <laughs> and your dog, you say your dog is there, so we might as well get that out of the way. If you hear a dog barking, and what's your doggy's name? This is Ruby. Ruby. So Ruby may want to be on the recording before it's all over, right? She may make an appearance. <laughs> Invariably, I, when I want to record too now. My, my daughter's home, so my, the dog will probably stay upstairs. But if nobody's there, he always comes down, and invariably he hears something and has to bark when I'm trying to record. Wendy, we're glad that you're here today. Wendy lives in New Hampshire. She is a wife, mom, a Christian coach. She's an inspiration blogger, a digital product creator, and an author. She wears a lot of hats. She's also a quadruple amputee. Uh, who loves spending time with her family. I love the way you said this, playing with flowers. <laughs> playing with flowers. <laughs> yeah, rather than planting them, you know. And then, and, and you and I are on the page, same page here and eating lots of ice cream. You know, it's got to be the world's perfect food. <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm a diabetic, and so I'm trying to kick the habit, but I'm telling you, if I could just, if there's only one thing I could have, it would be ice cream. That would so, be it. Yeah, I get it. I fully understand. 
You can find Wendy uh, on her one exceptional life. Oh, you have a website, correct? Yes. And what is that? Give us that website right now while we're thinking about it. It's one exceptional life, O N E dot com. Okay. And this is where she helps women rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials of life that they may be going through. So we're going to talk a little bit more about her ministry toward the end of the recording today. But right now, we want to get into this discussion and interview. And Wendy, I told you I was going to ask you this. What is some little-known fact or antidote you would like to share about yourself that maybe not a lot of people know? I used to be the finance officer for the New Hampshire Civil Air Patrol. (laughs) It just sounds funny to me. It's just, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom and a new Grammy, by the way. Oh, congratulations. She's almost a year old. But yeah, just through participation in the activities that the kids were in, that one probably was the cream of the crop. Wow. And again, what was your position again? I was finance officer. Wow. For the Civil Air Patrol. Civil Air Patrol. Which is the, the uh, auxiliary of the Air Force. Wow. Uh, no pun intended, but now you have friends in high places, right? I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, that's bad. And my kids would say that's a dad joke. Oh, my word. So, But I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Well, Wendy, I'm so delighted that we made this connection. This has been a little struggle for you and I to be able to connect. It seemed like something yeah. always came up, didn't it? Yep. But I'm glad you're on today, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share what I think is a very powerful, incredible story. And so I want us to go back to around the year of 2011. Take mm-hmm. us back and tell us this remarkable, incredible story that has led you to the person you are today and the ministry that you're involved in today? Awesome. Well, incidentally, I was at a weekly Civil Air Patrol meeting, and I was starting to feel like flu symptoms. Mm -hmm. Didn't think much of it. I came home, and, you know, the next couple of days, I just spent in bed hoping that it would pass. Um, The difference though was I had an unusual swelling on my leg, Hmm. but after a couple of days when it became evident that I wasn't going to get it better, excuse me, my husband said, we need to go to the hospital. So in the half hour it took us to get there, I was needing oxygen by the time we got there. The last thing I remember, uh, I, we actually had to pull over, call an ambulance so I could breathe. I remember going through the doors of the hospital, getting the oxygen mask, and that was it. So over the course of the next three weeks, I was in a medically induced coma. They had life flighted me to another teaching hospital that was better able to care for me. Thankfully, the local hospital diagnosed the flesh-eating bacteria that had invaded my body and was causing all these problems. Um, The doctors really told my husband, you know, she's got no chance here. You might as well just prepare for her passing. So the the doctor, my husband 
is a, he just inspires me so much. He's got such great faith. And he looked that doctor in the eye and he said, you know what? You don't know my God and you do not know what he is capable of. She's not going anywhere. Just fits her. So um, they proceeded to just keep working. Um, you know, the, that whole period where I was in the hospital and it was about two months there and another month for rehab. I only have select memories. Um, wow. But I do believe there were five or six surgeries just to get rid of the bacteria. You know, they didn't want to take more than they needed to, but it kept spreading. And eventually the bacteria got into my internal organs and my uh, circulatory system started shutting down. And so, you know, my hands and feet, they just were not usable anymore. They were black. And I remember this because when they made the decision to amputate, mm -hmm. it became the only way to save my life was amputation. But they believed if they did this, that it could. So this me. set on very rapidly, it sounds oh, like. Yeah. Is In fact, you know, I often wonder, had we gone the day before, mm -hmm. if things had been different. But, you know, of course, all things work for good right. to those who right. love God, right? So, And you had no idea that there was anything seriously wrong at all, did you? No, not at all. So about the time that they were going to amputate, they turned off the medication and woke me up to tell me. Which for me, it's like, okay, I didn't know what was going on. And then they're going to tell me they're going to amputate. And by the way, is it okay? <laughs> and, and what they asked was, okay, here's your choice. Do you give us permission to take your hands and feet or now's the time to say goodbye to your family? Wow. You know, what are you going to say to that? I'm like, just how, how you alert were you at that point when they asked you to, I mean, you evidently remember it. So were you pretty cognizant or were you pretty alert at that point when that question well, was given to you? It's so funny because I don't remember anything else that happened in the hospital, but that moment. And so I, was caught off guard, obviously, because I didn't know that I was that sick. And right, but I just remember saying, "Okay, just do what you have to do." My husband was standing there; he was crying. The kids, you know, they kept him as you know separated as they could. Sure, um, but they were teenagers, so they were very involved. They just not in this discussion. Yeah. Um, the lights went back out. Three weeks later, I woke up with bandages where my hands and feet had been. And, you know, we have a tiny little church where, you know, when we come together to pray, the Lord listens to us. And I just love that. It's beautiful. Um, but throughout the whole time I was a mom, I had a business from home and I had friends mm -hmm. and my business all across the country and word spread. People were praying for me that I am still meeting that I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, God answered those prayers, but at the risk of losing my limbs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was crazy. And then when I woke up, the other memory, and these, these two memories are so strong, mm -hmm. is I was all by myself in the hospital room. And I remember just praying to God that, okay, 
I don't know what's going to happen from here, but I do know I can't do this without you. And I need you to help me and guide me. And I just prayed Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I said, I will trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he will direct my path. That's beautiful. And he has. Yeah. Every step of the way. That has been my guiding verse. That's beautiful. So, I, and again, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it, hearing this for the first time, that you ba- you have these two very powerful memories. Memory, First memory is them bringing you two to tell you, can we do this? We need your consent. It's either this or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And then waking up and seeing that both hands and feet are now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh the power of prayer, how, how important is that, Wendy, when, when you're going through some of these trials and storms like this in life? Just how important is the power of prayer? I think it's critical. I mean, we know from the Bible, the Lord will turn and go a different direction if we mm-hmm. repent and ask for his guidance, if we turn to him. And that's what my family and our friends had did mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. They prayed, believing that he would answer mm-hmm. those prayers. And that's an important part. You got to believe that he can do it. That's right. You got to believe he is who he is and he's got that power. And if, you know, the doctor's saying less than 1% chance of survival versus here I am today thriving and carrying out the purpose that God has wow. had planned for me through it all. And what's funny is you wouldn't think that the worst thing that could possibly happen to somebody would be a blessing, but through it all, yeah, the blessings have been huge. Amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I certainly know that this had to be a huge mountain for you to process after you woke up and realized that life was going to be radically different. But I have often heard and believe it to be true that so many times our disappointments, if you take out the D and put in an H, can become his appointments in our lives. Because uh, you myself, so many people have wrestled with, and I don't know what better word to use than disappointment. In other words, it just didn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. And yet, looking back, we can see how all things truly did work together for good, the ultimate good in our lives. So let me ask you this question. So now you're awake. Now you know you're going to live. but life is going to be very different. What were some? What was some of the self-talk and the and the self-defeating messages that you had to work through and wrestle with during that time? Because I'm sure there were a lot of thoughts that were bouncing off the wall of your mind that were not very productive, but kind of wanted to hold you in a in a bad place. Would you share a little of that with us? You know, uh, like I said, the whole 
I went on maternity leave with our firstborn and never went back to work. Mm -hmm. But I did build businesses from home. And my, I wanted to teach the kids about reaching goals and Mm -hmm. having desire and ambition and hard work. You know, they saw me raising these three kids and working hard and staying up late and taking care of the household. And so in all of that, one of the words that was not, it was a four letter word in our house and that was can't. But here I am. That was my life. I just, I didn't figure I could do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you lose your legs, you get prosthetics on there and, you know, life goes on like nothing ever happened. I throw them on in the morning, take them off at night. It's all good. Without hands though. And I have tried prosthetics. They're just, they don't do much. Mm -hmm. So I do far more without them. But without hands, I could no longer cook for my family. I couldn't do their laundry. I couldn't, I couldn't do mom things. Right. Other than be there with them, talk to them, which I think they probably regret because I'm a talker. (laughs) Sit down, talk to me. Oh, no. And uh, I was lost. Yeah. And. I had no idea what I was supposed to do with my life. My desire for the business that I had been running was, you know, it just wasn't there anymore. And I knew that God had a plan. Yes. I just knew that. I just wish he would have told me. And so through it all, I was just like, no, I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I hated that. I didn't want to be that. Sure can't do it kind of person, mm-hmm. but my optimism was still there. If you, you know, if you kind of balance mm-hmm. the can't and a, Oh, it's a great day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the funny thing is, is my family never saw me as handicapped. They believed that I could do anything that I set my mind to. My husband kept telling me, you know, you're going to figure this out. We're just going to give you the grace, give you the time you need, just whatever you need to do, figure it out. One day, my daughter, who was about 20, 21, said, Mom, we're going to go down to the river and we're going to go tubing. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not. (laughs) No, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. And I'm like, what sense does this make to put a woman with no hands and feet in an inner tube and shove her down the river? That's crazy. (laughs) It sounds like payback, doesn't it? I know. Yeah, okay. She's like, no, it's going to be fine. And so she had me convinced that she wasn't going to let me die. And so we went and did this adventure. It was just the two of us. And, you know, it was the best day that I had had since. Because it was just evidence to me Mm -hmm. that I didn't need to say can't anymore. That I was just capable of so much more than I was even giving myself credit for. And, you know, so many people had told me, you need to write your story. You need to write a book or, you know, a blog or whatever. And another can't word, I don't know how to write. I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would I say? I lost my legs to get. On that tubing day, we got some really cool ideas about things that I could write about. Mm -hmm. 
And I had realized that, you know, I had been in my pity party for so long that I know there's people out there who need encouragement. They're stuck too. And they need to know that it's okay. And they don't have to be stuck forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the next day my blog was set up and I was ready to go and I was going to write. And initially it was, this is Wendy in the kitchen trying to cook with no hands and failing miserably. I mean, my blog posts were maybe 200 words. They were horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was real. I mean, you were being transparent and authentic about what you were going through on those Sure, because, you know, I had done so many searches and the things that I was seeing that people were showing me, I wanted to know how to to cook, how to get dressed, how to, you know, take care of myself. So I had looked at those things and I wanted to share my perspective, but it didn't take me very long to realize that I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to dwell on the fact that I was struggling. I wanted to focus on moving on past the struggle and just right using the tools that mm-hmm. I had used, mm-hmm. which were growing my faith, growing That's my great. gratitude and my joy and my positivity. Because through all of that is where the peace comes from. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the peace is what so many people are lacking. Because they're forgetting that it all comes from Jesus anyway. That's right. That's right. And when we struggle, I think the faith is most likely one of the first things to go. Mm-hmm. You know, either we lean on him or we back away. Yeah. But what I have found is leaning on the Lord is the only way to overcome in a way mm-hmm. where you can look at your illness or situation or struggle or whatever it is say you know what by god's grace he got me through this i'm giving him all the glory i'm going to use this situation and turn around and help other people and so Mm -hmm. i kind of see where god has given me my purpose Mm -hmm. and in true second corinthians 1 4 form he comforted me through all my struggles so that I can comfort and lift up and encourage other people through theirs. That's beautiful. I think so many times, that's right. And so many times I think we, we fail to see that God uniquely uses our experiences, even what we think are the bad ones. If we give them to him and he let him redeem those experiences, it's amazing how, then doors of opportunity open to us to use that yeah. as a means of ministry. It's, it's like I tell people, who better to talk to an alcoholic than someone who has overcome and mm-hmm. won in the battle of alcoholism? Who better to talk to a drug addict than somebody who has had experience and been delivered from drugs? Who, who better to be able to help somebody who's going through a divorce than someone who's gone through a painful mm-hmm. divorce? Who better to talk to somebody... Who, who's gone through something similar similar to what you're going through with somebody just like you. Because you can reach people, Wendy, that I can never even begin to reach because they would look at me and say, Mark, that you don't understand. You, 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 wouldn't, you don't even have a clue to begin to understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But that's different for you, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, 
even if you don't lose your limbs. I mean, I've been through cancer too. It's easier for me to talk mm-hmm. to a cancer patient. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, most often, you know, our friends or family members, they're diagnosed with something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say to them. Yeah. What could I possibly say? Well, talk to them. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's you great. Know, and- what you talked about faith, you've been hitting this several times. I want to ask you a, a question here. So you trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. Um, C.S. Lewis says that reliance upon God is something that has to start fresh every day as if it had never happened before. In other words, trusting God yesterday doesn't doesn't count today. We have to learn to trust God today again. What are things that you do in a practical way maybe that help you to build your faith and your trust in God on an ongoing basis? What fuels your faith and trust in God? Well, when I was stuck in my pity party, for lack of a better term, I questioned why did this have to happen all the time? Or not all the time, but why did this happen? Mm-hmm. And I needed to know what the word of God said. Mm -hmm. I wanted God to tell me. And so it led me into the Bible. Our church, we studied it out. Why? What did I do? What was my sin? Mm -hmm. Because if I did something wrong, then I want to repent of that. Right. 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 And through that, it became obvious that we don't always commit sins that result in our struggle. Right. That's true. It's not always because of us, but it very likely, and I believe wholeheartedly in this case that it has to do what God can use it for, for other people. Mm -hmm. And so I started every morning getting up and opening my Bible and praying And initially, you know, it was not a habit. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, we went to church three times a week and that was my Bible study. Um, I'll admit that, but I needed to know what this was all about. So every morning I got up and I would start with Mm -hmm. just a scripture. And then I would be like, well, what does that mean? Next thing you know, I'm in there an hour, hour and a half studying the word of God and growing in that faith and growing in that relationship. And I believe having that desire to learn Mm -hmm. and to know him and to know what his promises say and how they can apply to us and how he wants us to live is so very important. So beautiful. That's, That's so important. My daily time with the Lord is the first step, you know, growing my faith, growing my prayer life but also gratitude, being thankful Mm -hmm. for the bad stuff as well as the good stuff is also important. Right. Bible tells us that we're to give thanks in all things. And so often I hear people say, yeah, but it's a crummy situation. And I'm like, well, yeah, but what's good about it? Find something good Mm -hmm. about anything today. Yes. To re- There's blessings. That's right. To rejoice is a choice, as I like to say. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, Wendy, it's been it's been great having you on here. We've got an, about a minute or so here to a couple minutes yep. here to wrap up. I'd like for you to take a moment here and let people know how they can follow you. And I think you've also got a resource you'd like to give away out there. So tell us about it. Sure. Um, well, you know, my job today is to guide women out of chaos and into peace, help them rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials of their lives. Um, and so I do that through um, my, my free giveaway. It's a five-step guide to unlocking peace in the storms of life. And I believe you'll put the link for that in there. And I also have a Facebook group. It's called Women Living Exceptionally with Joy and Jesus. Um, I welcome friend requests on my personal page. And I'm a coach. When you reach that point where you're stuck and you just want to talk to somebody and help get unstuck, reach out to me and I'd be happy to talk to you. Great. Well, we'll put your some of those links up on uh, our up especially on the podcast. They'll be available. And so uh, and again, what was your what was the website again? One more time. Oneexceptionallife.com. All and right. it's the word one, O-N-E. Thank you so much. Wendy, it's been great to have you. Appreciate you coming on today's Hope Along the Journey episode. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you. And as we close today, I once again remind you that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. If you will look to Jesus, he will help you to find hope along the journey. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.